I'd say that you can make it through to the other side and you can be successful even after divorce, even though you feel like you're so far down at the point of going through it, it's really difficult. I'm not going to say it's not, but you can do it. You can get to the other side and still be successful. Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. I'm Sarah Lee Kane, founder of High Fiving Dollars. And I'm Garrett Philbin, founder of Be Awesome Not Broke. As money coaches, we want to give you a space to explore your relationship with money, the guilt, the stress, the exhilaration, and fear. No topic is taboo. In this episode, we chat with Kayla and Shanna of CashWise Ex-Wives, an online community where they help divorcees manage money. Kayla and Shanna went through very different divorces and speak to how a divorce when it's a single person versus a divorce with kids had affected their own finances. We talk about what changed for them after they left their respective exes, how to juggle the emotional and financial side of divorce, and why community is so important. To find resources that we shared in this episode, head over to www.beyondthedollar.co. Get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. Welcome, Kayla and Shanna, to Beyond the Dollar. Thank you, Sarah and Garrett. We're excited to be here. Yay! Well, we were just we just had the giggles before recording, and I'm sure it'll happen throughout the entire episode. So if you hate giggling, you can stop listening now, everyone. <laughs> but if you love chortling, I was chortling, yeah. so please stick around, because there'll be lots of that, too. It's true, he was. He there was you go. So Garrett and I really wanted to invite both of you on, because... We found out you both run a program called Cash Wise Ex-Wives, and it definitely sounds like there's a story behind that. So tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Well, we decided to start uh, Cash Wise Ex-Wives because both Shanna and I have been through divorce. And at the time that we were going through it, we felt like there weren't any good resources for us to turn to for financial advice and just life advice during the process of divorce and going from a married couple with joint finances to trying to figure things out on your own can be a really big transition. And it was difficult. It was difficult for us with our, our, even though we had different stories and different backgrounds going into it, it was a hard thing to manage and maneuver. And both Kayla and I um, have had personal clients of our own come and talk to us about how much they enjoyed our uh, divorce stories. And when we write about the financial aspect, because they've all had a difficult time with it. And that's one of the hardest parts of getting divorced. I mean, besides the fact that you're getting divorced, um, so we decided that we needed to create a resource for this because it seems to be lacking. Hence, Cashwise Ex-Wives was born. How did you and Kayla connect originally? We, in a few different, <laughs> a few different ways. Um, let's see, Kayla. So I do some work with my brother, Grayson Bell, who runs iMark Interactive. He does WordPress maintenance. Kayla happens to be one of our clients. So I actually knew her before she knew I knew she existed. Um, <laughs> she stalked me pretty much. I, I was going to say, can someone just say the elephant in the room? You stalked her. Go yeah. on. Um, but then we actually, um, we were going to, we go to a conference, um, that a lot of, um, freelance writers, people in the financial space go to called FinCon. And we both happened to be going to FinCon last year and I needed a roommate and she, I guess had, I'm not sure if we had connected before that really, but we ended up being roommates at FinCon and just kind of 
really hit it off and started doing a little bit of like some projects and stuff together, some small ones, working with some of the same clients. And we just kind of became friends um, along with writing and other things. Divorce is a pretty personal topic. I I feel like not that many people are incredibly open about their divorces. And so just heard how you guys met, but how did you then come to understand your respective stories and say, this is something that we need to not just like share with each other, but put out there into the world to support others? Because that's a pretty high level of vulnerability. Yeah, definitely. I think my divorce really was a big part of my backstory and why I started blogging about personal finance several years ago, but I didn't really get that far into it really about the divorce specifically. Um, But after having several friends and acquaintances approach me and just ask more questions about that and how I was able to you know, bounce back financially from my divorce, I really felt like I needed to share that story more. And Shanna and I were actually on a Zoom call about a different project. And I just started kind of talking to her about it. And she was like, I've had the same thing happen to me. She said she'd been approached by several people who were interested in hearing more about, you know, the financial aspects of going through divorce. And so we were like, maybe this is something that we need to work on. And like, I feel like we've just been drawn together to share these stories. And it's just something that kept like coming up again and again. It was really just kind of woo woo, but it was a sign. It was not <laughs> woo woo. Then, well, then again, I guess I'm woo woo. So there's say, that. we're all woo woo and yeah. our listeners yeah. are woo woo. So well, there we go. Yeah. Then they'll love, <laughs> they'll love me because I'm a holistic health advisor. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we decided over the, over the call, like it came up and we said, let's hash this out, like have a call the next week and see if we should really do this. And we did. And then typical Kayla and Shanna style, because we are I guess, very type A entrepreneurial. And when we decide we're doing something, we do it. We came up with the idea, came up with the name, bought the hosting, bought the, um, the you know domain, created the website and the group and did all of it in like a month, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On top of all of our other projects. We're like, like, let's just dang. do this. Let's do it. <laughs> it sounds like you two have great chemistry. And that's amazing. That's awesome that both of you are willing to share your stories of, of divorce. So... I don't know who wants to go first, but you want to share with us basically what happened before and leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Shanna, take it away. Okay, Kayla. Um, I okay. So our stories are are definitely different, which is one of the reasons we created this because it's diversity. Um, I was married at how old was I? Twenty five. Um, I was one of those typical stories that you should not do, and I got married because I got pregnant. Those never work. Very rarely do those work out well. So I got got married to my ex-husband, had my son six, seven months later. Yeah, six months or something like that. The marriage was never really great because we just don't, as our, our ex-marriage counselor said, we don't do the same dance. Um, we don't speak the same language. We didn't communicate well ever. That's important for marriage. Um, we didn't communicate well with finances either. Uh, I have more of a background in finances and he just wanted nothing to do with it. And he just wanted to blow money. Like we, you know, like credit card debt wasn't a thing. It would just eventually go away. I think was what he had in his mind. So I quit my full-time job because he, we decided I was going to stay home with my oldest 
And um, I hated that. I'm, I am not really a stay-at-home mom material. I like to be, I like to be out. So I then had my daughter almost exactly three years later. And right after that, our, our marriage was really bad before I had her. And then right after it got worse. So I actually, um, we separated for the first time when she was a year old. Yeah, a year old. And then decided to try and do counseling did counseling for about six months and it just was not, we just don't speak the same language. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, and it was bad. There was a lot of fighting and I don't like to fight. I'm more of a runner whenever possible. So we ended it. It was nasty. It was very nasty. Um, he was mad that I decided to go through with the divorce and we had originally, when I took him back, when we separated the first time, the deal was that we had to go to counseling. And if, and if the counseling didn't work, then when I asked for a, a divorce, if that didn't work, that it would be amicable for you know everybody and for the kids. And it was at first, but then he decided that the anger and the fear of the unknown, which happens to people, all of us sometimes, took over and he decided that he was going to fight with lawyers. And he tried to take the house that I owned and had bought before I ever met him. He locked the kids and I out of our house and we went and lived with my mom and my dad, like he changed the locks, which is illegal in North Carolina, but it is what it is. Um, it just, it got nasty. So it was about a year long fight. Um, he didn't pay child support, even though I had the kids all the time for almost a year, finally mediation like that came out and he had to end up starting paying some child support, but it wasn't much. I wasn't, I was only working uh, part-time because I stayed home with the kids. So I didn't have much to live on. So I went from we didn't have a whole lot of money to begin with, but I've always been creative with the financing. But then I went to being a single mom with two kids and I went back into the house that I owned. Um, so then I had that mortgage, which luckily for me was not much. That's a whole nother you know, part of the story. God bless my dad for teaching me about um, not living beyond your means. I ended up on food stamps because I didn't have enough money to pay for groceries for my kids. And for somebody who is I've had celiac since 1986, so I've always been on a gluten-free diet. Gluten-free food has always been more expensive. It's not any different now than it was then. It's ridiculous. Like a loaf of bread for me is six or seven dollars, and a loaf of bread for you guys is 99 cents to two, you know, to <laughs> to two dollars. It's ridiculous how much more expensive it is. And my son has celiac also, so um, I've always been on a gluten-free diet. I'm a vegetarian. I eat organically, and I eat low sodium. So it's not necessarily the cheapest diet but I don't get sick. So I had to figure out how to keep our food lifestyle the same with no food um, or no money. And I was making um, not quite $800 a month. And then he gave me a little over 400 in child support. And I had to pay the mortgage and pay the utilities and buy food. So I ended up on food stamps, which was really embarrassing for me. It was a very humbling experience. And it's not something that I really wish upon anybody. But you do what you have to do sometimes. So I ended up on food stamps for a while. And then um, that's kind of what started my journey really into getting my master's degree in nutrition um, because my children's pediatrician saw how healthy we were all the time. And she'd been with them since birth because I vetted her, which is also apparently a thing most parents don't do, <laughs> but I'm picky. Um, and she wanted me to go back and get my master's so I could teach other people, especially in the lower income brackets, how to eat well on a budget because I've proved that it can be done and that we don't get sick. So that's kind of my story. Well, my, so my ex-husband and I now have been divorced eight years and 
we are now, we're not friends. We've never been friends because we weren't friends before we started dating, but we co-parent pretty well together. There's, you know, no hatred. He now, he's been seeing a woman in Texas for years and I'm now in a blended family, which is a whole different financial aspect. So now there's five kids. (laughs) So that's kind of my story, Kayla. Well, yes, as Shanna said, we definitely have very different stories. So we knew that we could kind of serve two different audiences with this project where Shanna can really speak to being a single parent and going through a divorce with children and things like that, where um, when I went through my divorce, I was 20 years old. And yeah, I had gotten married at 19. We had been dating for over two years and really grew up together, I guess, in that sense. Like, I didn't know him as a little kid, but like, you know, at that age, like you're still growing up, like you're still becoming who you are. Right. And I just feel like we didn't really grow together. We definitely grew apart and had very different upbringings and backgrounds and family dynamics and money was a big part of it. I'm definitely a spender. Um, He was a control freak for lack of a better term. And that just did not work very well. Um, There was also a lot of gender role conversations that we had never had before getting married that now looking back, I'm like, if I ever approach that type of situation again, we're definitely talking about that first. So it was one of those things where, you know, in his mind, like women stay at home and raise the family and that type of thing. And in my mind, I was like, there is no way I'm doing that. So (laughs) um, it was a very interesting experience going through it at such a young age. I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment and guilt about all of those emotions. It was really difficult because none of my friends could relate. No one else had even gotten married yet, so they weren't getting divorced. I really felt very isolated in that sense, as well as, you know, my parents are married and they have been married for over 30 years. And so divorce is not common in my family at all either. And so I just felt like I didn't have anyone to relate to during that time, which made it extra difficult. Plus I couldn't have a beer. (laughs) You weren't old enough. (laughs) So yeah, it was just a very difficult time. And I had to be very creative about how I was going to handle my finances because I was a full-time college student I was working part-time and after our separation, he left our apartment. And so I was then needing to cover the rent by myself. And when we had moved into the apartment, he was definitely earning more money than I was because he was working full-time. So it was a very difficult financial situation to be in. And I ended up um, taking on extra student loan um, debt and extra I guess, credit card debt. It's not really extra credit card debt, just credit card debt in general, um, which is not a good thing to do, but it is what it is, I guess. And at this point, I've been able to move on from that situation and, you know, really get my finances together after my divorce. And I feel like I'm a lot stronger person because of it. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that both of you were able to, to kind of get through that time. I mean, a breakup is obviously never easy. I've never been through divorce and crossing fingers, I will never have to go through one. But I mean, I I remember, you know, when I did break up where my ex-boyfriend broke up with me that it was never, it was never an easy time. So, you know, you're going through the emotional aspect of it and then you find yourself in this 
totally new financial situation. So how do you, I guess, how do you navigate through that? So you you have your emotions and sometimes people want to run away from the financial aspects, right? So how do you, I don't want to say balance, but how do you navigate both of those going on at the same time? That's a really good question. I think for me as a spender and where my ex was very controlling with the money since he was earning the majority of it, I feel like I just really went through this period of like rebellion where I was like, I am going to spend money on whatever I want to spend it on because I can. And that was not a good financial decision, obviously, but I do feel like it was kind of like emotionally healing in a way. So it was really difficult to reconcile those emotional feelings with the financial aspects of going through all of that. I could see that. I'm the opposite. I'm more frugal, courtesy of the way I was raised with my parents, my dad, especially because he's he's like the the accountant. I actually became more frugal, uh, but you have to do that when you have no money. So, um, I mean, I could have probably tried to take out a credit card and used it, but that wouldn't have served me at all because we had a ton of marital debt. Also, because my ex-husband's favorite place to hang out on the weekends were Best Buy and Target, and that's where a lot of my investment funds went. So you're welcome, Best Buy and Target. So I actually had to learn to get more creative. And I think, you know, for me, of course, it was emotional, especially with, with children. And that made the situation a little more, I think, diffi- it felt more difficult for me than it would have been if it was just me and there were no children. But um, I just learned how to try and get more creative without having money. So we, you know, did a lot of, a lot of things I found for free that we could do that I didn't really know existed before uh, because I hadn't had to look for them. And when you kind of get, I guess, backed into a corner, you either get creative or you just hide your head in the sand and don't do anything. I get creative. So that's how I handle it. And, and I uh, continued to use my budget spreadsheet that I created back in like, I think it was 2002 or 2004. And that was one of the ways that helped me kind of track what was really going on. And I was very like big into it because it was the only way I could really tell what was going on with me and my lack of money um, and whether we had enough money left to, you know, pay for gas for the month or not. And looking back on the divorces and what you both had to go through, Channa, you kind of mentioned what worked well, like you looking at the budget and you kind of going more frugal. Kayla, you said, well, I, I rebelled a little bit. So what are some of the things um, you both did well and that you I guess, learn from or would not do? I know, Kayla, you shared maybe what you wouldn't do and um, Shanna, you shared what you did well. So maybe reversing that so we can have people understand like if they are going through, whether it's a divorce or a big life change, just things that they can be aware of and be on the lookout for. Mm-hmm. I think for things I did well is it was, like Shanna talked about, it was extremely humbling to have to ask for help. Like I'm a very independent person. And at the point that I realized that I couldn't afford to keep living how I was living during my rebellious phase, um, having to turn to people and ask for help. And I really turned to my parents and they were very supportive during that time and kind of helped me turn my head, you know, my, my head around, I guess, and kind of wrap my brain around the fact that I did have to change how I was spending my money and and deal with some of the emotional issues too. I mean, they hadn't been through divorce themselves or anything like that, but they were still very supportive and having to humble yourself and ask for help is so hard, but I feel like it's very important for people going through situations like that where, you know, your life is in upheaval 
and you're having to figure out an entirely new financial and life situation and having somewhere to go for support is huge. I can agree with that. I think my, probably my two biggest mistakes were not asking for help early enough, especially with the, the, the food stamps. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know it was a thing. Um, just cause I've never been, I've never been in that boat. So I just didn't, I didn't know. And I, um, it took me a few months to, you know, find somebody who actually had that resource and knew that. And if I had been asking, asking people more questions, I think to be, to begin with, it would have been easier for me because I would have found that resource um, before. But I also have always, always, not just in divorce, but just as part of my personality, had a difficult time asking for help because I'm highly independent and I can figure it out and I can do it on my own. And in this case, that's a detriment. Um, and now as an older, an older individual, I am working on, you know, being better about asking for help when I need it or saying no. And that's something I didn't do back then because I was going to figure it out by God, it was going to happen. Um, and that just made it harder for me. So asking for help and finding a network. And I, you know, kind of like Kayla at first, I didn't really have a network of, of people around me that were going through divorce. You know, I was one of the first ones, but then after that, quite a few of my friends started going through it. So we started, you know, talking, but it would have been beneficial for me to try and find a group of people who had gone through it already or were because they have the resources, you know, it would have been easier. Now being that I'm just 27, but I've been divorced for six and a half years, my friends are just now hitting that stage where some of them are unfortunately going through divorce. And so it's, it's actually kind of, I don't want to say cool, but it's it's cool to be there for people and know that you can help them um, since you've been through it. Like divorce is not cool, okay? But it's nice to be able to be on the other side and to be able to help people and point them to those resources because I don't think that those things are always readily available. And so that's exactly why we decided to create this program anyway is because I think both Shanna and I really struggled with where to turn to get information that we needed to help us financially and with life and and divorce and all of those things. And so I feel like, you know, having those things, trying to get them out there in front of more people can really, you know, help serve this market. I'm curious, and I don't know how well you can speak to this part of it, but I, you know, I read somewhere for women in very traditional generals, it, it obviously hits them a lot harder than it would be a male, but I guess it's obviously it takes two to have a divorce, right? So do you feel like it's harder hitting for women, whether or not they're in a traditional gender role in the relationship, or are there, I guess, differences depending on how the, the relationship was, I guess, for both genders? I think I heard a statistic yesterday from uh, somebody who's a divorce expert over in the EU, um, and she was, she was saying that the most current statistics are when people get divorced, that a man's income will increase by about 10% and a woman's will decrease by about 17%. Of course, these are averages and they're bell curves everywhere. But most people that I have, that I know personally, and that I've talked to are, you know, similar to that. I mean, my, mine definitely decreased, but a lot of times I think that has to do with if there are children involved, because a lot of times the woman is the one who ends up having the children more, and then they're the ones that are, you know, covering the expenses there. So hence the decrease. And a lot of times they won't be able to work as much as they were before because of the children. So I think, you know, I think there's some general standard, you know, standards, but I think it also comes down to the situation, whether or not there were children or not, you know, if both of you were working, if 
one was a breadwinner or not. I think it's, it's, you know, definitely going to be more individualized, but I can kind of agree with that statistic. Something I'd be curious to know is, and I know this is not something that we have information about, but I think like something that if anyone's listening that has this information, um, I think it would be interesting to know how the finances fare like a longer time period after the divorce, like two, three, five years after the divorce versus just like the first few months where things are changing so drastically. And as Shana talked about, you know, the, the decrease in income from having to be with the children more and, and those type of things where it's like, if we look at it now, I bet you anything I'm making more than my ex. Oh, I know I am. <laughs> I mean, I am. I, we, my, my kids now are old enough. They like to talk to me about the, the mistakes he's still making. I, I can't, I'm not having this, this conversation with you. <laughs> it's no longer my problem. <laughs> right. Um, and some other women I know are actually making more than their exes also now. So, but not initially, but it's not through, I mean, it's not through just sitting around and hoping it's going to happen. It was through hard work and creativity is you have to figure out what to do with said children sometimes so that you can, you can then create that income. I would say, you know, all of that said, like, obviously we're both women. And so we are mostly, you know, geared toward a woman audience, but I feel like we try to understand that like men are sometimes put in that role where they do have the children or they are in a situation where they end up being, you know, forced to take on that role where things can be, I guess, unique situations. Every situation is different. And, and we don't ever want to come across that we're like man haters by any means. So it's really a support group for anyone going through divorce. I mean, we chose to name it wives because in general, I think our target is women um, going through it. But I think men sometimes face these same exact issues. Mm-hmm. I actually have a really close friend from high school who lives nearby whose wife just decided she didn't want to be a wife or a mother anymore and left. And so he's been raising the daughter on his own. So he takes on all of it. So it does happen. And how cool that you guys can support, whether it's women or men who, as you said, it's not necessarily gender, it's situational, right? So saying right for you, Shanna, like, okay, now you have the children. I can speak to perhaps what it is that you're going through, right? And my experience can help support what you're feeling and he, like being able to relate and, and empathize with him in that because yeah, it's, it blows my mind as someone who's never been married and only has had to worry about myself, like how you could have children and be in a position where you have to not only be responsible for your own life, but the lives of two other little kids, like you mentioned, (laughs) and then have to be earning, like building a career, um, earning enough money to support them. So I know that we as humans, like we're able to, when our backs are against a wall, we're able to step up most, you know, sometimes I guess we are that that is a conscious decision, but it's just, it almost is um, very foreign to me of like how you can make it work. I've now worked with a fair amount of women who are either going through or been divorced. And it's just incredible. I think it speaks to the importance of the support structures because those who have been successful have relied on other people to support them. And it's been really effing hard for them. And that beginning period has been absolutely incredibly challenging. And I think the women who I've worked with have had children that they've had to care for. And so that uh, was an additional challenge, but 
two to three years on, it's just insane to see that now they are actually because of their, and maybe this is sample bias of like, I was just able to work with incredibly determined women, but they are in the same positions that you are, right? Because they were forced and put their backs against the wall and they have survived and not just survived, but thrived as well. So yeah. I don't know if there's a major point to this, but just like um, you're able, I've seen people survive it. You both are examples of that. And when you spoke about community, I think that's what I've also seen is looking for support, getting that support, and that being one of the most crucial elements. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm so excited that Shanna and I teamed up because I think bringing our different perspectives where like I went through my divorce when I was single. And so I didn't have to deal, you know, with all the other aspects of being a single parent. And, you know, as friends come to me, I'm like, you know, obviously I've been through divorce, but I know it's different for you if you do have children. And so being able to point them towards someone else who's been there, like Shanna, really is helpful to have, you know, that resource right there that is readily available for them to, to reach out to. That which doesn't, doesn't kill you makes you stronger is how I always look at it. And that's, that's, I mean, I think that's the case. Well, it's certainly the case with divorce, whether you're single or have kids, because it, it changes your life. You're right. It throws you into complete mm -hmm. upheaval and you have to learn to see things from a new perspective, but not everybody rises to the occasion. Um, and maybe, maybe Garrett, that's why, you know, there may be a sample bias with uh, your clients, because a lot of the people who rise to the occasion are probably the ones that are seeking out help and the other ones I have met, I have met some and they'll just kind of, you know, they, they hide in their sorrow and don't thrive and it becomes worse for them. Yeah. And I also wonder, I don't know if either of you can speak to this too. I also wonder if it has to do with how the divorce happened. Maybe if it was already mutual from the beginning that you were going to separate, if somebody just left and caught the other person by surprise, like I'm wondering if that has you know, that plays into part of that too, or if you thought you had a really good marriage and then all of a sudden your husband's like, bye, <laughs> you know? Well, that happened to my spouse, my, my current spouse, Brian, he, his wife, I think they were married like 13 years or something like that. And she just, you know, told him one day that she didn't want, you know, didn't love him anymore and didn't know who she was and didn't want to be with him. And yeah, hit him, hit him hard. And he had, a, I mean, uh, granted he had a hard time figuring that out. I mean, I would too, if you thought everything was great and they just, you just weren't communicating. So, I mean, he was in a different situation. They had three kids, which is why we now have five. <laughs> so, um, I mean, but it was a different situation financially also. And the way they, you know, the way they ended up going through their divorce was different than ours. Um, but it was, it was still just as hard for him. And I think probably just as hard for her because she didn't, you know, wasn't happy anymore, but I know other couples where it was mutual. They both realized it wasn't a good relationship for them and for their kids and ended it amicably and still get along just fine. And they didn't get, you know, lawyers involved or anything like that. And so they didn't necessarily need to get the resources, but I haven't met as many couples in that situation. Most of the time it was, you know, one leaving the other and became kind of ho hostile and emotional. You know, we're talking a lot about resources and whether it's an amicable divorce um, whether it's a surprise, whether you're going through it when you're single or when you have children, like life is going to be shit for a while, likely, and life is going to change and things are going to, like you said, upheaval. And and so just like having the resources being really important and having that sense of community, really important that you can go to and feel safe and feel comfortable and feel supported. What is CashWise XYs as a community? Right? So just to help people better understand, like 
why would that potentially be a support structure for them and what support can they get? So CashWise Ex-Wives is structured as a monthly membership program. Um, we have several different levels so you can get the amount of support you need. Um, but to start off with, at the very most basic, um, we tried to keep it very affordable for people. Um, so the basic level is only $17 per month and you get access to our private Facebook group or as a community of people who are going through divorce, they understand your perspectives, and we don't tolerate bashing and negativity in that group by any means because we all know that going through divorce can be a very difficult and negative thing at the time, but we definitely don't want to have negativity in our group. So it's a very positive community. And then we've also created several resources in our resource library to help you with saving more money, living more frugally, um, figuring out ways to increase your income. And especially where you, if you're like Shanna and you have young children and maybe aren't able to work full time, like what else can you do to try and make more money as well as be frugal? also to make the most of the money that you do have. So we've really tried to curate all of those resources into one place so you can find everything that you need. And then our, I guess, our other levels come with some one-on-one support where you can meet with Shanna or myself or both of us to really talk through some of those issues in depth if you feel like you need more support. You said private Facebook group, right? Because I could imagine yes. that was <laughs> yeah, pretty private. important for people. Yes. Yeah, very private. Yeah, it's private. Because some people still, well, divorce and money still seem to be fairly taboo topics a lot of times. So they're, you know, we're mixing two fairly taboo topics together and people don't necessarily want everybody else to know what's going on. And then we're also in the resource library, we're also working on um, some larger documents that contain you know, links to resources for each state, you know, as to, you know, like what the laws are there, or, you know, if, uh, different um, lawyers or uh, accountants, you know, different things like that. Um, we're always looking for more resources. So that's kind of, um, you know, a one, a one good area for people to stop to get all the information they might need, depending on their situation. And then we're also doing a weekly, um, we do a, wake, a weekly Zoom live on Facebook, um, but we keep the chat in the private group only so that our members can listen to it. And we have different experts on, um, you know, once a month to talk about different aspects of, you know, divorce or finance. So we're kind of excited. We have, we, I think we've got, we've got our uh, people booked for the rest of the year, I think. Right, Kayla? Yes. And so we're going to be covering all kinds of things, including like even what to do if you decide to approach marriage again, like prenuptial agreements, postnuptial agreements, um, where we have a military uh, money expert coming in to talk about divorce issues specific to people in the military, because that can be a whole different ballgame. Um, so we have lots of different uh, experts coming in to talk about their field of expertise and how it can relate to people going through divorce, as well as people needing to improve their finances because of their life situations. So we're super excited about that. It's going to be great, I think, content for people. And then we also are putting those recordings up on our members only area on our website as well. So people can access those, even if they're not in the group at the time that the interview was conducted, um, they can always go back and watch them later. So they will be available for members. What I love about that is um, you guys each have your own experience going through divorce, but knowing that um, that is only your experience and even combined, you can only 
have so much understanding of a person's situation. And so just saying, hey, we obviously don't know it all. We're going to do our best to put resources together, but let's bring in other people who can speak to the different situations of whoever's in the group. I love it. That's awesome. I would say it's very badass. So go you ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. this is something I'm super curious about. And I think Garrett is too, or else we would not have written this Don't down. Don't you speak for me. I say, Don't I speak say, for I me. Think... How paternalistic of you. Okay. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say, knowing what you know about money and divorce specifically now, what do you, is there anything you wish you had known back then before or right when you got divorced about money? Ooh. How much lawyers cost? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I did not know how much lawyers cost <laughs> and how much court costs also and how long you might have to pay that off. <laughs> I actually represented myself. So my divorce was fairly cheap, but it was not easy to find the resources I need to do that. So I think like going back, I would have liked to know where to turn for some of those. And then also just that that's a possibility. I think a lot of people don't know that you can actually get divorced without a lawyer and save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So if it's a simple divorce where you don't have a ton of property or a lot of custody um, issues to go with, through with children, that's an option. And so that's something that we're definitely going to be talking about as well inside the group. I love it. Thank you so much, ladies. If you want one thing for our listeners to take away from this conversation, what would it be? I'd say that you can make it through to the other side and you can be successful even after divorce, even though you feel like you're so far down at the point of going through it. It's really difficult. I'm not going to say it's not, but you can do it. You can get to the other side and still be successful. And life is better. Yeah. That's one of the things that I want to say. I, I haven't run across a, a person yet, myself included, that didn't enjoy life more, wasn't more financially stable and wasn't happier on the other side when the marriage wasn't great, hence the divorce, than they were before. So it it does take work getting there and it takes, you know, there's definitely times when you're going to cry <laughs> and when you have no idea how you're going to get out of this or, you know, where your next meal is going to come from. But the other side is is so much better. And for me, it's, it's definitely worth going through the pain. And it was worth it for my kids because there's no more fighting. Thank you both so much for being open and honest and sharing your stories and being vulnerable with us. Like I really appreciate it. And thank you for taking the time. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Shanna and Kayla. And as always, we want to leave you with a wrap-up question. You can let us know on Twitter at BeyondDollarPod or email us at hello at beyondthedollar.co. So the question is, if you could tell your pre-divorce self one thing about money, what would it be? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Dollar. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And if you can think of one awesome human who would connect with what we talked about today, we'd love you forever if you shared this episode with them. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar.